Welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am E5 Bayo. Grab a seat, cop a squat, get a pillow, a chair. Hell, sit right here on the stoop with me. Get you some water, some tea, some coffee, some juice. Hell, it's 3 o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. Somebody asked me the other day, you know, why do you say get your drink on? Some people, that's how they cope with life. I don't drink. I don't drink. Whatever floats your boat and gets you through the day, get a drink on. I ain't mad. I ain't here to judge you. I ain't here to tell you what you can't do and what you can't do. We get enough of that. We get enough of that. We get so much of do's and don'ts. That shit, we don't even really know what we can do anymore. If you wear black, oh, you're you're, going to die. If you wear white, oh, you're too heavenly Bound, you know earthly good. You wear red, you death or the devil. You wear blue, oh, you're emotional. If you eat cheese, oh, you're going to get this. If you eat this, you're going to do this. I say, whatever makes you happy and gets you to be in a calm state, do it. Do it. Who am I to judge you? I can't. I have no... I don't have a heaven and hell to put you in. I don't make um, laws. I ain't trying to compete with nobody. Do whatever the fuck makes you happy. Whatever gets you through. I keep on saying, I can't wait and see who's standing at December 31st. Because this has been one amazing, crazy, upside down, 
We in the upside down Jumanji. Man, it's just been a year. We in the seventh month. We are in the seventh month. We done seen mass killings. We done seen all kinds of shit. Where we we don't know to scratch our head or scratch our ass. For real. We've seen couples that we've idolized. Call it quits. We've seen friends today, enemies tomorrow. We've seen shit that'll make you say, what? We've seen it. We've seen some bad and we've seen some good. You know, and just social media, the internet. You see it even more. Even though it may have always been happening out in the world. We just now get a front row seat. Before people start to call it police or, you know, help, they film it. Go live. Everybody wants to be viral. Everyone. Oh, my goodness. You can see a lady getting robbed. You're going to film it before you call anybody. Before you even help, you'll film it. You know? <laughs> I was watching Kevin Hart's um, stand-up, right, on Peacock. And I remember this story about the young lady that got um, essayed in the virtual world. And she was on all these different shows and saying her experience. In this day and age, we can't even say what is just common sense. We can't say it. You'll get canceled. So Kevin Hart said why she was going around making all of these, you know, doing all these interviews. He said nobody told her to take the headphones off and close the laptop or take the game and turn it off. The same way as the comedian, forgive me if I don't remember his name, white dude. He was masturbating. And the women were like, oh my God, he's masturbating. Dave Chappelle said, Y'all didn't think of hanging up the phone or walking out the room? You can be on the subway trains in New York and somebody will start masturbating. For real. I remember me and my homeboy, Benu, we was going to stomp this dude out. For real. Because everybody else was just sitting there. And the only reason why we said anything because it was kids on the train. Here it is. If I'm sitting with my kids, I'm knocking you out. These mothers are like, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe they're doing Whoop his ass. How did we become a society that is just, oh, my God. I can't believe this is happening. Oh, my God. Y'all say what y'all want about the hood and the ghetto. It's certain shit they ain't letting happen. It's just certain shit they ain't letting happen. I don't care what goes on. It's certain rules, codes of conduct that ain't just going to fly. But see, when you're I understand now when they go, nah, you know, E5, nah, we can't go in that world. Nah, people don't keep it 100. And I get it. I get it. I totally get it. I totally get it. But we are, we are, <laughs> we are becoming these antisocial, <laughs> putting people in real life scenarios and just talking to people is, 
it's going to soon become a thing of the past. Everything is virtual. Everything is on social media. Everything is all about, you know, you could be at work. Instead of helping, I tell you no lie, in Walmart, you're supposed to be at work or helping a customer. They in the aisle making a TikTok. <laughs> and then when they get fired or get suspended, now they mad. You're on company time, my love. Like, for real. How, how do you come to work, clock in, and now you making TikToks? So, guess what? I'm going to pay you in TikTok. Here, you get three free uh, hours to make some videos because I'm not going to pay you cash. I bet you they'll change it then. Stop messing with people's money. They'll change it. Shit. Girl, I do a TikTok when we get off. Nah, I need my... Uh -uh, this rent week. Nah. But see, we don't want to make... Rules. We don't want to follow through. You know. Because shit. Back in the day, everybody was looking for jobs. Now, you got jobs looking for people. So, I, I understand. Like, yo, it's so hard to get somebody to come in and work. Because, you know, people rather... Ever since COVID, like schools, people would rather stay home. Leave the kids at home. Before they really go get a job. It's scary. You know, you don't know who's an angry, disgruntled employee that may come and just unalive everybody. You don't know if somebody is sick and you may get sick. So it's a lot. It is. And you shit, you, you get more just in their mind, in their mind. You get more just by staying home. I can sell. That's why so many card readers, so many spiritualists now. It's a lot. It is a lot. See, I was going to talk about that, you know, but I'm not a gatekeeper. And I've seen so many people now. Man, if you stay up like at 11 or 12 o'clock and you go on TikTok, man, you got everybody and their mother reading cards. You go on Clubhouse, go in those rooms, everybody and their mother reading cards. You go... On Instagram, everybody and their mother reading cards. So, they ain't reading the cards. They reading the, the two, I call them co-hanger sticks. I don't really know the name. I'm not trying to be funny. But, you know, they doing that. Yes or no? Oh, it's a yes. It's a yes. The rods are saying it's a yes. It's a yes. You know? Um, it's, it, it is. It's a lot. That is happening. But that's not this conversation. This conversation is, you know, my homeboy called me the other day and he said, I didn't know we were married and we had six kids. I said, when? When did we get married? <laughs> he said, yeah, this, you know, this person called me and said, so I was, because I know the person, so I was going to go and hit her up and be like, hey, you know, where, where you get that information from? But when I went on her page, I was blocked, unfriended. <laughs> I was like, wow. Now, I know I say things that might piss people off because we live in this, you know, new world of, Everybody's emotional. Everybody's going through something. You know, uh, people don't want you to stop their coin. People in their feelings. And I don't ride coattails. I never did that. 
and I know never belongs to God. I, I'm not the person to ride a coattail. I'm not the person that will, if you say, because listen, you got some adults that tell you this. Oh, no, wait for me. Or you do cards when I do cards. The fuck? <laughs> you know, this, this group therapy shit. And I'd be like, nah. See, growing up. I remember when all my homegirls and all of them were like, oh, today we're wearing blue. I'll come in that motherfucker with red or green or yellow or pink. And they'd be like, why you ain't dressed like us? Why should I? You, you, I'm me. Oh, we're not talking to you. I've sat in the class. Let me tell you, growing up, you had some mean girls. I sat in a class where the whole class, the girls would not speak but see it didn't affect me real talk because if they didn't talk to me i was in the next class talking to those people like i was never without friends so if we if our classroom was say on the third floor and nobody on the third floor is fucking with me because i didn't wear what they wanted or you know like everybody else i'd be on the fourth floor i used to hang Real talk, our principal was Miss Reynolds. I would hang in all the classes, for real. She used to be like, don't you got a classroom? No, no, come here. And I would be her monitor through the whole day, for real. She would be like, you going to class tomorrow because you're not learning anything. Kids need education. Okay, right. The next day, I would be in the office. Do y'all need office help? Yeah. I would always make myself busy, right? Doing something. Helping Miss Christmas, the music teacher, clean out her closet. Helping uh, Miss Alita. Um, oh, the lady that was running the um, library, putting the books up. I was everywhere. It didn't bother me at all. At all. So how other people would be like, oh, they're not talking to me. Oh, my God, what I got to do? Shit, I was going. Even I remember going to ISA, which was junior high school. My class was boring. You know, back then you had 7172. Now, before you get to 71, you had 7 ESP because they were special where they were like considered scholars. I had a high S reading score. My pops always made us read for real and read out loud. Where we had to pronounce, pronunciation was everything. So my father would make us read and read out loud. And any word we didn't know, we had to look it up, sound it out, and then put that motherfucker in a sentence. Real talk. So reading became like, and then reading was like everything. And we were in the library. If my mom and my pops had to work during the day, we would leave from school and we would go right to the library. You know, yeah, we fucked around in there. Don't get it twisted. We wasn't no, oh, we're going to be good kids. Nah, we'd stop up at the store, get some cheese zoodles back then. Cheese zoodles, Mike and Ike's, Boston baked beans, some onion funyuns or onion rings and non-laters, Jolly Ranchers. We'd be in there with... Uh, juices, and the library lady, she used to always say, y'all can't eat in here, so we put it in our book bag, right? And we get a book and read it. 
And then after a while, we do our homework, and then we talk to friends. So the library was open from Mondays, it opened late. Every other day, it closed early. So the library was open because Monday, they opened at 12 because of the weekend. I remember that. And it closed at 8. So we'll be in there until 8. Um, every other day, it opened at 10, and it closed at 5. So we'll leave from school, 3 o'clock. We'll be there until 5. And then everybody be out. We'll walk around the corner and go home. Because the library is right around the corner from my house. So we would do that. Um, it was never a time without, you know, us reading growing up. It was never a time of that. So my pops, he didn't play that. Like, you you were going to read. You ain't going to embarrass me. You better get your ass up there and read and pronounce those words. So, yeah. Um... But we, I would, I would be all over. So my class that was in ISA were boring. Oh, my God. I was in there with Ralph and them, all the nerdy kids. And I didn't want to be in there. I wanted to go with the kids that was in 7, 7, 7, 8, 7, 9. They didn't really do too much. So I was hanging with them. Shit. You know? And I remember my teacher was like, are you planning on coming to join us today? I was like, I got to check my schedule. I was a smart ass, too. So. Um, and then one day they just got tired of my ass. They called my mother up at the school. We saw her while we standing outside. My brother being cute and some girl face smoking a cigarette. I'm standing over there, you know, talking to my friends. And what was saying, I looked. Everybody was like, yo, who mom is that? Who mom is that? We looked, we saw, you already know who mother was. He was going to get embarrassed out in the street and start crying or they'd take off. We took off. We ran. You gonna whoop our ass in the house. You gonna embarrass us in front of our friends. Ain't no way in hell. She was there. Don't run. Don't run. She yet. We was gone. And we already get our ass whooped. So we might as well really get our ass whooped. Because when you walk in that school, they gonna tell you all the fucked up things. Maybe we wasn't turning in homework or nothing. So, uh, fuck. Hell no. I'm gonna walk you so you can beat my ass? Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I ain't crazy. So, but when she got home, ooh, baby. Baby, we got cussed out from everybody, from the neighbors, from everybody. I come from a block in the neighborhood where the neighborhoods raise your kids. And, man, we got everybody knew. Y'all really ran? Y'all, damn, y'all nosy? Child, my mother ain't tell the kids that was there outside, they told. So, and they was like, yo, y'all crazy. Ain't gonna whoop my ass in front of nobody. But you'll hear my mother cursing. Y'all motherfuckers. And we'll we are be in trouble. We'll be in trouble. We take that ass whooping. We'll take it. Doesn't mean we're gonna stop. We just gonna find a better version. Then we'll go into school, right? And the teachers and all of them, now they feel like they got one up on you. Right? For real. And they should be like, oh, so I know y'all doing y'all work. Don't make me call your mother. Call her. Like, yo, what we got to do now? So, you know, back then you had to walk around with a process, you know, a progress sheet. Where every class you go in, they write down your grade, what you did, you know, any misconducts or whatever. I always called my brother the B-Charmer. Because this motherfucker, he would... Go in there and be nice to the teacher. Make her coffee. Oh, just right. You know, uh, clean up her desk and shit. <clears throat> Wash the boys. I used to be like, you were asking. <laughs> um, I had to sit in my boring ass class. I did, y'all. 
I, I did turn in homework. Out of all my classes, I will say creative writing and social studies was always my best class. I wasn't really rocking with math. I didn't care really much about science. But anything with creative writing or history, when all the teachers came and my mother was sitting there, <laughs> And she was like, okay, so I know all of y'all have something negative to say. I had two teachers, Mr. Broski and uh, Mr. Johnson. They were like, nah, she's amazing in our class. Oh, Yo, she's excelling. I don't, even, I don't even know that student. I had to uh, point her out to be like, yo, that's my student. She always turned her work on time, everything. My, that's when my pops and my mom was like, okay, we got to find another way of, of getting her, you know, so she could be creative. You know, and because at first it was like, oh, they have learning disabilities. My teacher was like, they passed their classes. They just, I, I, I was just not the homework doing girl. In my head, I'm here from 8.45 until 3 o'clock. Y'all, that's how much time y'all getting work out of me. Minus the break, which was lunch. I'm not taking this shit home. Oh, but the reason why you do homework, I'll never forget my teacher, Ms. Jacobs, was like, the reason why you do homework, it is to let us know that you understand it. Well, when we did the classwork and you graded it, didn't you understand how far it was? <laughs> did you see that I got it? Like, why am I taking this home? You have to reinforce to her that she has to do homework. I wasn't doing homework. I didn't even carry books. I used to tell people, yo, you want some... Paper, you want some loose paper? You need that? You'll grab my book. Just bring it tomorrow. All right. And that was it. That was it. You know, I passed the test. I'm not being cocky. I'm being honest. I passed the test. I did all that. So, I, I wasn't trying to go home and do the same thing. That I wasn't doing. But when they told us, you are not getting promoted if you, you have over the holidays to do this packet. Remember, they used to give you this big-ass fucking vanilla folder, I would go in the house, real talk, change my clothes, and do that packet. Took me about four hours, four or five hours to do the whole thing. Then they tried to get smart. You got to read four books. Now, this is where the beauty of reading came in. So over the holidays, right, when you had the Christmas break or the spring break and all that, and they would put down, you got to read four or five books and do a book report. Well, I was always reading. I'd grab a book, write the title of the author, do the book report, blah, 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 blah. All these books I already read. And I remember one time my teacher was like, you didn't read these books. I said, I read all of them. And I really did. I didn't read them then. I read them a while ago. So I remember um, I did a book report on Donald Goins. <laughs> Black man's justice, white man's grief. <laughs> you didn't read this. I said, yeah, I did. I did. She was, you know, and I, I wrote the book report. Why do your parents let you read this? I said, the same way these parents let them read Judy Bloom. It's me, God, Margaret. You know, all that. Fucking uh, Joan Rivers books when she used to write them. I was like, did you ever read those books? Like, I was that kid. Did you ever read those books? 
because it talks about a girl's first time, everything. Iceberg Slim and Donald Goins and them talk about things that's really going around in the world. So, and I remember my teacher wrote my father and told them they have to monitor the books I read. <laughs> and my pops came up there and he said, I need to see the reading criteria that your kids read. First three books was Joan Rivers books and Judy Bloom. I mean, they were great books. Don't get it twisted. I read them. But it talks about experiences, first sexual experiences, all that. So, I mean, what's the difference? <laughs> because he's talking about dope fiends. Well, we lived in Queens. If you go up on something, you saw the dope fiends. So, okay. But, you know, it is what it is. So, you know, we found other alternative books to read. And then I remember when Roots came out. My pops, even back then, my pops was like, no, you're not going to, you're not watching that. We didn't watch it. I watched Roots when I got older. But as kids, when it came out, no, nah, we wasn't watching that. He said, it's not Alex Haley's life. I'm telling y'all, you're not reading that. You're not watching that. We was like, no, we want to see it. Oh, my God. He was talking about it in school and everything. He was like, nah. I'm going to tell y'all the truth. I didn't see Roots until I was in my teenage years. Because when it came out, you know, we was young, but I had, I was like grown, like, you know, teenage, late teenage years, 17, 18, when I saw it. Because I was like, wow. I said, wow. But my pops wasn't, he wasn't having that. You know, you're not watching this. That's not Alex Haley's story. And then, by rest in peace to the elder. When Dick Gregory and all of them came out, it was like a white dude wrote it. Alex Haley was the face of it. Wasn't his story. I was like, and I had really, like, kids in school was like, oh, you were right. I was like, nah, my pops was right. I wasn't, <laughs> you know, as a kid, you want to see that. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the teachings and the conversations and the things that, you know, we learned growing up. I am grateful for that each and every day of my life. I was remember talking to my kids and stuff and I had a conversation with my son. He was with his friends and they were saying how they never, you know, they don't go nowhere and stuff. And he was like, yo, you, you took us everywhere. And I don't take credit because my pops, see, when I was young and my uncle Moses, God bless dad, he used to live in the Bronx. And, you know, my pops would take me everywhere. Like, you know, when he was off or he wasn't, you know, out there playing, doing a gig, we would go. We would go see my grandmother in Queens over there by Rockaway Boulevard. Or, you know, we would go see my Uncle Moses when he lived in the Bronx. And in the process of going, sometimes, you know, we would go to the Bronx Zoo or he'll just take me, Central Park. Like, we we go everywhere. Um, parades and stuff. You know, and my family, my pops and my mom would take us, you know, different places. And if, once again, if they didn't have money like that, because it was five of us. If they didn't have money, then they would get together with my godmother, Ellen, Piggy, and them, and we would all be in Basie Park having barbecues, picnics, we would be running around or we would we would go somewhere. 
Or, worse come to worse, if we ain't have gas money or nothing like that, pull out the grill. Well, my mother had her grill built in her backyard. It was made of brick. And then she had the whole idea of put the whole pig in there. But um, she um, she break out the grill. And we'll, my father would take that big moving blanket and put it down. He'll bring out his drums and everybody start bringing out their musical equipment. And they'll have a live jazz band. Hey, <laughs> we'll be running up and down. So, and then we'll have all these people at our house talking and stuff and, you know, well, we we just enjoyed life. We enjoyed life. We didn't sit under adults and sit in a conversation. We didn't, you know, if they wanted us, half of the adults would be like, here, take brother and sister and them, y'all go get some ice cream, and they'd give us a $5 bill, and we'd be gone. Out. Like, out. You know, um... First of all, we didn't want to hear what they were saying. Secondly, even when, I never forget, man, we was kids. We had went over to one of my mother's friend's house. And, she, you know, some adults were really fucking batshit crazy. And even to this day, I can't stand when adults do this. And this girl, Yolanda, she does that. And that shit pisses me off. Because as kids, you know, we kids, we running in and out, you know, after a while you hear them, stop running in and out, do you stay in or stay out? Shit, we staying out. We be out in the street, man, playing at the parks, all that. So now we got to go to my aunt house or go somewhere, you know what I'm saying? They would try to give you candy and shit and question you. So what they be doing over there? Who be in your house? What they be doing? What they, who they be talking about? You ever hear this name they say? They used to hate us. They hated Barbara kids. <laughs> because we'll sit there and be like, why don't you just ask my mother? You want us to call her? Because you can ask her. Oh, y'all are just too fucking grown. Well, you asking us about something we don't know nothing about. So ask the adults that were there. We were outside. Oh, y'all just don't want to say nothing. And it never fails. If my mom came and got us, or they dropped us off, my mother sitting out there, we'd jump out the car, and we'd be like, yo, she wanted to ask about, we saying names and be like, yeah, she had us in her kitchen asking us about whoever. So we told her to come and ask you. My mother would be like, what? <laughs> Why are you questioning those kids? I can't stand that. I think that's the most horrible thing in the world. So Yonda used to do that. Like we'll be in Kia house and she would just sit there and question these kids like who be coming in your house who be coming you ever hear this name you ever heard your mother say this and i used to sit there and be like yo you pay rent here no you live here no how the fuck you question these kids and you be doing and she saw nothing wrong with that oh because you know they should be telling me who yo they mother is right there and Kia did. I will say that. Kia come out and be like, mind your motherfucking business. Who the fuck are you questioning my kids? And you'll be like, yo, and they think it's your norm. I said, yo, don't. I'm so happy my kids are grown because I was ever hear you say that. I, yo, I would rock you. Like, yo, why would you do that? And she thinks it's normal. Like, wherever she goes, she'll just start questioning kids. And, you know, the kids, some kids do know. Some kids... Hell no, you offering them candy. No, my mommy never said that. I'd be like, yo, you foul. Like, yo, and it's it's a norm. For her to tell her, yo, that's wrong to do it, she thinks you're the wrong one. 
And I'm like, yo, how would you do that? That's why, I, yo, I always say we live in the upside down. <laughs> we do. Um, you just, it is, it is so many things that are going on. Like I said, that is just crazy. And I'm, I tell half of everybody, yo, now is the time to really detox, start stripping things away. This is the cleaning period. For real. Now, y'all know, I always, because this is how we were growing up. This is July. July is your, really your last month of really having a summer in my household. Because in August is when you start, still got those lazy days of summer. But that's when you start going through your closets, pulling out stuff. And... Most people wait until September, but my mom always prepped. So you will start, like, big coats and things like that. You will start taking them into the dry cleaner because they're not expensive when you go in August. September, October, those rates go up. But when you go in August, we would take our blankets. We would take our coats and stuff that need to go into the cleaners, your jeans. Um, and then, you know, shoes that don't fit. You either give them away, pass them down, or they go in the garbage. So it's the preparation in August. So, like, now would be your last month because July is hot, hot. August, I think the, because it's the eighth month to us that it starts, it gets hot, but then it starts cooling down at night. You know, so, and then going into September. So, but July is your last month, but August is your prep month, right? So, how we would do, because it's not the changing the seasons, but it's getting ready to. So, my mom and them, they would start, you know, making sure you detox, start changing your sleep patterns, start changing, you know, a lot of stuff to get your body ready. Um, you know, growing up in a Southern household is, is different. Um, and I was watching a few lives and they were talking about, especially in shout out to her, she was saying that, you know, the differences on what they did, you know, growing up and stuff. And we got on when you have a baby. So she was saying that over in the Caribbean that you don't do anything. You don't touch no food. You don't do none of that. And I'm like, wow, I should have went over there because in the South, you do everything. Even when you go into the hospitals, right? <laughs> Once you have surgery or any kind of um, procedure, they after they see your vitals and everything, the first thing they do is get you up to walk. Why? Because that blood got to circulate, got to move. Um, if not, you will get bed sores, you will get all the mother shits, you know, and your body will start getting restless. So you got to get up and walk. Take that IV, get up and walk, do a bowel movement, you know, all that. Because you got to walk, you got to get that blood flowing. So in the South, they believe that. Once you have a baby, okay, put them pads on. Get up, walk. We didn't have... Now, I, I can only speak on how we were raised. And, you know, when we had our kids, 
we had glass bottles. You were sterilizing the bottles. My kids had carnation milk and carol syrup. That's why all of them were big. Um, we had, you washed those clothes on hand. You didn't take no baby clothes to no um, laundromat or nothing like that. You washed them on hand. And no one saw your kid until after that six-week um, checkup and that first shot. Yeah, no, I don't care who you are. You ain't, you know, you can't. If you didn't go up to the hospital and see that baby through the glass, you're going to wait until after that first shot. And I never forget, the girl, <laughs> the sister, her mom and all of them, they were telling her, you can't, you can't bring that baby out. You can't bring, that's a newborn baby. You just had that baby. That baby ain't even close to six weeks. That baby like about five days old. She had the baby out in the gym, child, in the in the park, around everybody. She took that baby to the hospital. The baby had meningitis. So that just reinforced everything that we knew. Um, nah. And then you cover the baby. You cover the baby head. You don't let nobody touch that baby head. You know, you don't have nobody up in that baby face. And if you're bleeding, you can't hold that baby. Uh-uh, baby, you bleeding. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Because that baby would be straining. So, no, right? So, these was all the old wise tales that we had to go through, right? Raising our kids. Um, you take that baby pee and you clean your face and the baby face so they can have a good skin. You, we didn't use, like, whatever grease. We used olive oil on their skin and hair. We didn't play that shit. Now, after you had a baby, if you have your second baby, right, while you in the hospital, while you in the hospital, these are the things you pack. You pack your, your pajamas. You pack uh, a robe. You pack a pajama with the shorts, one with the pants, and two with skirts. And you pack, you know, two good bras to hold your breasts, you know, because they going to get sore. And one little, you know, regular little bra. And then you definitely have a butter knife in there. So after you have, for your second child, your first baby, but second child, after two, three, four, you pack that butter knife. And however you lay your head, you put that butter knife facing the opposite way because it'll cut those pains, those cramps that you're going to have. So, and I... At first, I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh, man, she going to make me pack this butter knife. But what was funny is Tislam's girl and a few other people, you'll see them putting the butter knife under their bed. And I was like, wow, okay. You know, because you don't want people to ask you all these questions. Why you got a butter knife and all that? But they were doing the same thing. So I didn't, I didn't, it didn't bother me. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't bother me. Um, and when you come home, you know, you... Sterilize that room, and you put that baby in there. Um, for the first two days, that baby lay with you, and then you put that baby in that in that crib. But for the first two days, that baby lay with you. Um, only those people, and you gotta make sure they wash their hands. Ain't no smoking around. I tried to breastfeed, that didn't work. But when she was talking about it, and I was like, "Wow," I said. Nah, you know, and then, you know, this old saying where, you know, I don't have nobody cooking for me when they bleed. And I'm like, you from the South? No, I got family from there. Because I don't know about y'all, 
And I don't know what nasty fucking houses y'all done been in, but ain't nobody in the fucking South put no goddamn period blood in their goddamn pots, and our kids and our babies got to eat out of those goddamn pots. How would y'all change that goddamn myth? For real. Seriously. And if, and if you... Well, my cousin... Great, because I know not to eat in y'all house. Because that's some nasty shit. My babies got to eat out of these pots and these pans and shit. Ain't no fucking way in hell. You're nasty. I mean, I will beat the dog. Ooh, child. Just think about this shit is nasty. I never forget when we came up here and they were saying that. We was like, who the fuck? Who is that nasty? You throwing these pots away? No. Mm-mm. We don't do that shit in the South. That's some, that's some y'all shit. Y'all say what y'all want. Crack them jokes and shit. Yeah, y'all, that's y'all shit. That nasty shit. We don't do that shit. Oh, you want to smell bleach, pine soil, little ammonia, Castile soap, nah, borax, but you ain't going to smell. Fuck our pots in it. Man, shit, I know you lying. I know you lying. Somebody had wrote on their page, if you put bleach in your dishes, I don't never want to eat in your house. I looked at the page, and I made a mental note. I don't know. I'm sorry. We put a cap full. We put a cap full in our water. Now, I don't know how y'all wash dishes, but we put a cap full in there. Guess what? That's good. That's less people at my house. And since it's summer, I make sure I buy paper plates and cups because I'm not. And I remember somebody had asked, you know, I said, you want something to drink? And I gave him a plastic cup, right? Nice plastic cups, too. Don't get it twisted. And she was like, oh, you don't have, I opened up my cabin. I said, I got a beautiful dish today. I said, but who want to be sitting here washing dishes all day? I know I don't. You got to take this plastic cup, but guess what? You don't have to get it. I got bottled water, too. You want a bottle? Because you can have that. Because what we're not going to do is sit here because you might like to wash dishes all day. I know I don't. I know you lying. Big James and Little James from when I lived in Atlanta. They told me one sentence that I followed by. They said, work smarter, not harder. <laughs> Ain't no way in hell. It's, I got an AC, though. Don't get it twisted. But I just don't feel like wanting to be in the kitchen washing dishes all day when I got to wash my pots and pans if I cook something. So I don't own a microwave. I, you know, I, I, the last time I had a microwave in my house, for real, I was living in Atlanta, Georgia. That was way over 15 years. I was living in Atlanta, Georgia. I had a white microwave. That was a long time ago. I stopped using microwaves. I don't. I remember buying one when I moved here and I gave it to my daughter. I said, I don't even know why I waste my money. I'm not even, I'm not even going to use it. It was just sitting there. Still, when I take, I just did it so it could make the kitchen look cute, right? Real talk, because it went with all the other appliances. I'm a coffee maker, and I don't drink coffee, but I make coffee for my for my egg for my ancestors, and my my toaster, right? Because I do like toast every now and then, and um, you know, all all my little can opener and all that, so all fit, <laughs> right? So the damn microwave still had the plastic over the plate, still had the stuff in the inside, and when I gave it to my daughter, she said. You never used that? I said, no. I said, why? How you know? She said, because all the stuff is still inside. The cord and everything was still inside of it. I said, yeah, I don't use them. And I don't. I really don't. I don't. I use a stove. I got a gas stove. 
I use the stove. If I want to heat up something, I use the stove. And guess what? If I'm heating it up, because I don't do leftovers. So if I'm heating it up, that means I had it out during the day and it got a little cool and you know, I want something hot, hot. But majority of the times, I, I got grandkids and kids. I hand it to them. They'll eat it. So no. Anyway. I don't know if anybody want to ride down this detox road with me starting tonight at 12 midnight until July 30th, the master cleanse. It's not easy, y'all. Not even gonna lie. You need lemons, cayenne pepper, maple syrup, and water, a laxative tea, and sea salt. Not the iodized, regular sea salt, natural. You get up every morning, you drink 16 ounces of sea salt water. And during the day, you just drink lemon, cayenne pepper, water, and maple syrup. And at night, you drink a laxative tea. You get up in the morning and you drink the sea salt. That's all you are consistent of. Now, some people say they had a bad effect to it. Some people say, hey, it's just water weight. You'll gain it back. I never had those problems. I did it for 30 days. It was hard because I was still smoking. I don't smoke now, so it would be still a cakewalk. But it, for the first three days, it is a challenge. Not going to lie. It's a challenge. But you lose a pound a day. But I'm not really looking for it for the weight loss. I'm looking so I can detox my body. I need that. See, when you detox, your mind, your body, everything starts realigning itself. And your skin and everything will start off ugly. Not going to lie, your tongue get really, really white. Um, while you're drinking water in between, I tell people to put a little chlorophyll mint. So, because you're going to sweat and shit your life away. Really are. Uh, for the first two days, stay close to home. And then after that, you know, if you want to go somewhere, you can. You'll start getting energy and energy and you'll start thinking clearer and you'll, you know, your mind will start just opening up. I say meditate, pray. Those are the times where you really do it. Do it in the morning and do it at night. Read a book. Limit your TV viewing. Read books. Write. Journaling is great. Start writing. Um, you'll start noticing your thoughts and everything will be clear. If you can early in the morning, get out after you finish doing your bathroom flush, you get out, take a shower at the end of your shower, let cold water run for a good two or three minutes. You'll build up those minutes as your body starts, you know, realigning itself and you'll start seeing the changes of your skin and everything. Now it's not an easy task. The way I'm talking about it, you be like, oh, yeah, girl, I can do that. I can do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's not easy. I'm not even going to lie to you. It's not easy. It's scary. Um, you, will, you will hear the negative inside of you more than anything. You watch regular TV, you're going to see more cooking food. You'll you be like, damn, did they show this when I was? You know, um... You, you'll start changing, you know, slowly. But for when you make it past those three days, it's a different mind frame. 
You just got to get past those three days. And those are the hardest. And if you're smoking cigarettes or you're drinking or you're gossiping, it is going to be hard. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be hard. But baby, even if you can do 10 days, 7, 7 or 10. Now, if you can do the whole 21 days, shit, come on. Even if you do one day. I'm, I will never, it never belongs to the creator. I wouldn't make you feel shame, embarrassed, and be like, yo, you failed. No. Because your body has to get used to it. You know, um, it is beautiful. And some people, you know, they come out the other end and they be like, yo, I'm so much better. You know, I, I've not seen a negative response. I, I mean, on TikTok, I saw videos, but for people that I knew, that did it. I, I haven't seen a negative response. You know, um, I've done it numerous times, just haven't done it recently. And you'll start seeing the changes in your body, your mind, your thoughts. Get you a book, like I said. You know, don't just spend your time on games. Be careful, limit your time on, when you're detoxing, limit your time on social media, limit your time on talking to people, limit your time on anything that will distract you from your healing. And be mindful of what you're digesting in your body and in your space. Those are the times you clean your house. For the first two days, I'm not worrying about it. But anything after... You start cleaning your house, but have a book out. Any books you want to finish up, do that. You know, um, take it with you to the bathroom because you'll spend for the first two days. Half of those two days will be sitting on the throne. Real talk. Not even going to lie to you. You will be releasing shit you might have ate when you were three years old. Some of y'all may be when you were a baby because if you haven't detoxed. And this is a different detox because your brain is so used to chewing. Now, when you drink the lemon, the cayenne pepper, and the maple syrup and the water, when you, the, the equivalent of eating a full meal, but your brain hasn't, you know, realized that because you're so used to chewing that you know, you'll start, you know, I, I need to eat. I need to eat. But you start drinking water and you drink a little bit of that. It'll curve the craving. And in between, you can have a cup, but with no sweetener in it, a cup of mint tea, right? And water. Oh, you're going to drink enough water to save your soul. Now, if you're already a water drinker, God bless you. You're, you're going to triple that amount because you're going to drink enough water to save your soul. For real. Your skin and everything else is going to go through a whole transformation. Not even going to lie. For real. Some people, when they first start, their they tongue gets really white. Their eyes, their skin, you may break out. Your skin, you know, it becomes dark, patchy. And then after the first five to seven days, People are going to be looking at you like, you pregnant? Your skin is going. <laughs> like, you're pregnant? Your hair, everything about you starts just becoming revitalized. For real. You know? Um, the first time I did it, I had locks. 
and my locks were like thinning out. I never forget it. And I was like, I had all these blotches on my face. And I was like, yo, I ain't going nowhere. But after that fifth day, because to me, it just looked like it was getting worse. And I was like, am I having an allergic reaction with the salt? Or the, maybe these lemons are no good. Maybe the water had some kind of something in it, you know. And it wasn't. It was my body cleaning itself out, rejuvenating itself, you know, revitalizing it. And, man, one day... I, I, my daughter walked in and she was like, Ma, you see your face? And I was like, no, why? It was breaking out, right? She said, go look in the mirror. And when I looked in the mirror, my skin was so vibrant. I was like, wow. Word? <laughs> you know, everywhere I went that day, people asked me, you got makeup? No, it's my skin. <laughs> For real. Seriously. So, and you will start seeing the changes. Small changes at first. And then you'll start seeing it. Um, do people, um, you know, advertise or they, you know, show their journey? I mean, I did and I'll do it again. And it is, and, but I'm not going to say it's not scary. I'm not going to say it's not, um, different. I'm not going to say that, you know, you got to take one day at a time, patience, you really have to take one day at a time. Do not rush it. This is not a rush process. This is not something where you're like, oh, I got to eat. No. Take your time. But you are going to go through some emotional changes. You're going to go through some mental changes. You're going to go through a lot of stuff. Your body, your brain, your mind, your just everything. You're going to go through it. It's worth it at the end. I'm not even going to lie to you. It's worth it. But going through it, baby. When they say only the strong survive. And, and get you a playlist that you want to hear. Like upbeat songs. Songs that motivate you. Some gospel music. Like, you know, make it. Get a variety of different things. But definitely have a playlist intact. You know, for real. Have a playlist intact because you're going to need it. You're going to need it. Have at least, now if you're doing the whole 21 days, I say at least have three books to start off with. Um, books you may have not finished or you wanted to finish. Do those first and get those out the way. And then just have your, your books that you are going to read. And this would be the time too when you're detoxing to learn a language. Y'all see I'll be posting up, you know, that sister's amazing too, how she show you how to pronounce the words and stuff of speaking Creole. And, um, but yeah, it is. So, pray for me is all I'm asking. I don't need you to be like, oh, you save money because all you're doing is eating lemons and water and cayenne pepper and maple syrup. Spend a shitload on tissue and wipes. <laughs> but you definitely have it together. Um, but yeah, just pray for me. Keep me in your prayers. That's it. Pray. If y'all want to, instead of gossip about me, pray, even the ones that's listening that don't like me. Pray for my strength that I get through all 21 days. Pray for that. You know, light a candle and say, hey, I'm praying. I'm giving her strength. I'm giving her that. That that extra, 
an extra oomph so she can get through. Just pray. That's it. I don't need nothing else. And those that don't want to do that, great. But if you decide to do it, even if you do one day, clap yourself on the back and say thank you. Because it is. So you will see me online, but you won't see me online. Put it like that. Y'all yeah, know how I post, and I make sure I post because bills got to be paid. I'm not online for free. Um, but it won't be as much as it was before. So, just know that. I'm going to do my podcast. Not, not, not going to not do that. So, it'll be done. Mondays and Wednesdays, as always. Um, but, yeah. So, stay tuned for tonight, and keep yourself safe. And if you're going to do it, great. If not, don't worry about it. Pray. Pray. And don't feel guilty, okay? We all, it may not be your time right now. And when it's your time, great, okay? So... Anyway, be well. Thank you. This is Bobby Ann's Baby Girl saying it's been a plum pleasing pleasure. And that was Hall and Oaks that you heard, Sarah. Um, it's a cool song. Cool song. So, and you're going to hear a different variety of music as well. So, a little jazz, maybe a little classical. So, it's going to be a few, you know, just playing with it right now but um i give thanks thank you all thank you all 